0: k News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The Secretary for Security gives the Hong Kong Alliance, in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, two weeks to explain why it should not be struck off the company's register, as its three leaders appear in court charged with inciting subversion of state power. And police arrest two people on suspicion of arson after a deadly fire at a public housing estate in Kip Mei. The Hong Kong Alliance, in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, says it's been given two weeks to explain why it should not be struck off the company's register. Violet Wong reports.
1: A letter from Security Secretary Chris Tang to the Hong Kong Alliance said an initial recommendation that the group be removed from the company's register had come from Police Commissioner Raymond Sill. Mr Tang said that having considered the recommendation and information from the police chief, he was of the view that were the alliance a society in respect of which the society's ordinance applied, then it would be necessary to prohibit its operations in the interests of national security, public safety and order. He said he would therefore pass this recommendation on to the chief executive. But Mr. Tang added that the alliance will first be given until 5 p.m. on September the 24th to make a written representation as to why it should be allowed to remain on the register. The group, along with three of its leaders, has been charged with inciting subversion of state power. The alliance said it would seek legal advice before responding to the secretary's letter.
0: Earlier, three of the alliance's leaders, Li Chuk Yan, Albert Ho and Chao Hang-tung, appeared in court after they and their group were charged with inciting subversion of state power. Jimmy Choi reports.
2: At the hearing, the West Kowloon Court accepted the prosecution's request to adjourn the case to October 28th to allow more time for the police to conduct the investigation. The court rejected Ms Chow's application for bail, while Mr Lee and Mr Ho did not apply for bail. Meanwhile, Ms Chow and four other members of the Alliance Standing Committee have pleaded not guilty to failing to comply with the requirement to provide information demanded by police. They were accused of breaching the implementation rules for Article 43 of the National Security Law, which empowers police to require a foreign agent to provide information for a national security investigation.
0: Police say they've arrested a man and a woman on suspicion of arson after a fire in Shek Mei early this morning that left one man dead and 12 other people injured. Joanne Wong reports.
1: Firefighters say the blaze broke out at around 2.30 a.m. in a 12th floor flat at Pacton Estate. The man who died suffered multiple fractures after falling from the building. Police say they believe he'd been trying to escape the thick plumes of smoke. Another woman was unconscious by the time she was rescued, with the other injuries mostly down to smoke inhalation. This man told RTHK he lives a couple of floors below the flat that caught fire. People were very frightened, screaming, saying there is a fire. It was so raucous. Neighbors living on that floor told me the whole corridor was dark. They couldn't see anything and had to hold on to the wall to escape. Luckily, they're fine. An assistant district commander for crime in Shamshoi Po, Lui Ho says preliminary investigations suggest someone started the fire following a dispute.
2: In the course of our investigation, there is information
1: suggesting that someone has left or thrown a cigarette end inside the premises and that has uh, led to the big fire. But we are still exploring why the fire spread so
2: uh, eventually turned into such a disaster.
0: Secretary for Home Affairs Caspar Choi says Eastern District Councillor Peter Choi has been disqualified after failing to show up to pledge allegiance to the SAR. Samantha Butler reports.
2: Twenty-five district councillors from Hong Kong Island districts were required to take their oaths at North Point Community Hall. But speaking after the closed-door ceremony, Mr Choi said only 24 councillors attended. He said Peter Choi, who didn't turn up, was regarded as having failed to comply with the oath-taking requirement and wouldn't be given a second chance to take his oath. The official said the authorities would decide whether the other councillors' oaths were valid and announce their decision later. Mr Choi had earlier announced on social media that he couldn't pledge allegiance to a government that didn't focus on the people.
0: To the weather forecast, mainly fine with a minimum temperature of about 28 degrees. Very hot again tomorrow with a high of about 35 degrees in town, a few degrees even higher in the new territories. There'll be isolated showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Currently 30 degrees Celsius, humidity 73 percent, and please be advised the very hot weather warning is in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is exactly five minutes past 11. The government has asked seven district councillors who swore oaths of allegiance for information before deciding if they would also be disqualified from office. It said the Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi, the oath administrator, found the validity of the seven's oaths questionable. The seven councillors are Clarice Young and Leung Pak-kin from the Wan Chai District Council, Wei Shulik, So Yat Hang, Chan Wing Tai and Lai Tsi Yan from Eastern District and Southern District's Michael Pang. The Law Reform Commission has proposed a new criminal offence to hold bystanders liable if they do nothing to protect children, the elderly and people with disabilities from serious harm or death. A subcommittee under the commission has released a report after it launched a consultation more than two years ago. The subcommittee's chairwoman, Amanda Whitfort, said the new law should cover people who have a duty of care to the victims, including members of the same household, relatives, domestic helpers and social workers
2: this is simply a matter of saying that if we can't find the perpetrator, the one who actually inflicted the blow, we would now be able to also prosecute those who knew about it, stood by and did nothing. So it is just expanding the group to the bystanders. It is not in and of itself some new duty that we have developed out of this proposed legislation. It is already in place.
0: The chairwoman of the Hong Kong Committee on Children's Rights, Priscilla Loy, welcomes the proposal saying it's long overdue.
1: In the past year or so there have been very young children killed because not being properly taken care of or their injury, their risk have not been identified early enough for necessary professionals to be able to intervene in time so i think this is really very important message for the entire community
0: a government proposal to ban the sales, import and manufacturing of e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products in Hong Kong will resume a second reading at the Legislative Council on the 13th of next month at the earliest. The amendment bill was introduced in February 2019, but its vetting had been deadlocked because some lawmakers said heated tobacco products should only be regulated. The government has now decided to stand firm after the DAB party threw its support behind their proposal. The Liberal Party's Peter Hsu says he and his party members will still fight to amend the government's proposal in later debates. I will agree to ban those e-cigarettes, but I will try to regulate those heated tobacco products for Hong Kong. We may try to exempt
1: those R&D research for those new heated products, and also for manufacturing those new products, lot for Hong Kong market, but for export to other
0: countries. I think the government will not agree for those amendments, but I will try to convince other national members to support those bills. The Monetary Authority says an investment scheme allowing cross-boundary investment in wealth management products across the Greater Bay Area will begin in a month's time. The Wealth Management Connect scheme will have an investment ceiling of 1 million yuan for each investor to buy low to medium risk products. Northbound and southbound investment will each get a quota of 150 billion yuan. A deputy chief executive of the authority, Edmund Lau, says he expects more than 20 banks here to take part.
1: We expect the banks would probably try their best to um, communicate with the relevant regulators on their proposals. And this can take place any time now. They don't have to wait until um, the end of the one month. And then there's a process. We need to take some time to vet the application. And the banks also need to take some time to do their final preparations, including testing. So probably, realistically speaking, uh, we're expecting banks to be able to launch their products under the Wealth Management Connect scheme in a month to two times, so probably in October or November.
0: President Xi Jinping has spoken by phone with US President Joe Biden, the first direct communication between the two leaders in more than six months. The BBC's Robin Brandt reports. The call came at the request of President Biden. A senior White House official said he has become exasperated by the unwillingness of lower-level Chinese officials to hold substantive talks with his administration. In a statement, the White House said the conversation was a broad, strategic one. But most starkly, it said both nations had a responsibility to ensure competition does not veer into conflict. China's state-run CCTV said Xi Jinping blamed the policies of President Biden and his predecessor for the serious difficulties in relations. US President Joe Biden has set out a new strategy to combat COVID-19 and compel millions of Americans who had not yet been vaccinated to get the jab. Some 80 million Americans remain unvaccinated and thousands of people, mainly unvaccinated, are dying in the country every week. Mr Biden says federal employees will have to be inoculated and large companies will have to ensure their staff either get the jab or are tested weekly. The president also took aim at some of his political opponents. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. And to make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues. For the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. This is totally unacceptable. The U.S. Justice Department has filed a civil suit against the state of Texas in an attempt to block a law that bans almost all abortions. The Attorney General Merrick Garland said all Americans should fear the consequences of letting it stand. After a careful assessment of the facts and the law, the Justice Department has filed a lawsuit
1: against the state of Texas. SB 8 bans nearly all abortions in the state after six weeks of pregnancy, before many women even know they are pregnant, and months before a pregnancy is viable. And it further prohibits any effort to aid the doctors who provide pre-viability abortions or the women who seek them. The act is clearly unconstitutional under longstanding Supreme Court precedent.
0: To sports, where British teenage tennis sensation Emma Raducanu has become the first qualifier to reach the final of the US Open in its history. The 18-year-old dominated against Greece's Maria Sakkari to win 6-1, 6-4. She'll face the 19-year-old Canadian Leila Fernandez in the final at Flushing Meadows. Raducanu says she's taking the tournament one day at a time.
1: Honestly, the time here in New York has gone so fast. Uh, I've just been taken care of each day. And before you know it, three weeks later,
0: I'm in the final and I can't actually believe it. Thanks for everyone. <laughs> the Canadian teenager Leila Fernandez beat the world number two, Irina Sabalenka, in the other last four tie, taking the deciding set 6-4 against the Belarusian. Afterwards, she was asked how she managed it. I have no idea. <laughs> I would say it's thanks to
2: the New York crowd. They've helped me today.
3: They've
1: cheered for me. And they never gave up. They never gave up for me.
0: They fought for me. And thanks to you, I was able to win. So thank you, New York. Thanks, to everyone, for cheering for me. And with a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi.
2: With the Premier League returning this weekend, there really is only one place to start at Old Trafford, where Cristiano Ronaldo could make his second debut for Manchester United in their match against Newcastle on Saturday. 12 years on, from when he first left United for what was at the time a world record transfer fee, he's still in great touch. He became men's international football's all-time leading goalscorer in history during the international break, with two headers in a World Cup qualifier for Portugal. Elsewhere on Saturday, the champions Manchester City face a tough trip to Leicester City, a side who have already beaten them this season back in August's Community Shield. Top of the table, Tottenham take their 100% record to Selhurst Park, where Patrick Vieira is still searching for his first competitive win as the new Crystal Palace manager. There's also a huge game at the bottom of the table with rock bottom Arsenal, who have three defeats and a goal difference of minus nine, hosting newly promoted Norwich, who also are yet to get a point on the board. There's only one match on Sunday, but the atmosphere at Elland Road should be electric with Liverpool, the visitors, to face Leeds United.
0: A reminder of our top stories tonight. The Secretary for Security gives the Hong Kong Alliance, in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, two weeks to explain why it should not be struck off the company's register, as its three leaders appear in court charged with inciting subversion of state power. And police arrest two people on suspicion of arson after a deadly fire at a public housing estate in Shekkit, May. The news from RTHK.
3: RTHK, radio three is Every-
0: Founder and leader of Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship as well as it turns out. And there's a hit as a solo artist. His name's Marty Balin, was pretty big back in the 80s with that as well. How are you doing? 19 minutes past 11, just edging our way to a brand new day here in Hong Kong. And of course, our sentimental journey departs Platform 3 at 5 past midnight. If you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail.
3: He got to go